What would your life be like as a soldier? First, you must undergo strict and strenuous training until you are combat ready. Next, you might be deployed to a far-off land, dropped in the heat of battle, away from your coaches, leaders, and mentors. There's really no way to totally prepare yourself for war. Yes, you knew what you were signing up for, but no one is ever completely ready to go behind enemy lines and fight off attacks from all sides. No textbook or simulator could ever prepare a person for a life or death mission. In a way, this sort of scenario is exactly where Titus found himself. The Apostle Paul, like a military commander, deployed pastors to each church. Today, missionaries and church planners call this pulpit supply. Before he sent any man uh, out into the ministry, he trained and discipled them to be shepherds who would care for the congregations across Asia, Europe, and the Middle East. Titus was one of these men. Outside of this letter, which he received, uh, do you know anything about Titus? If not, you are not alone. He's not one of the more famous people in the Bible, probably because he is only mentioned a few times. And here are all the things we know about him. Titus was from Greece. We hear that in Galatians 2, 3. He delivered Paul's second letter to the Corinthians. Um, we see that in chapter 8 of 2 Corinthians. And after his pastorate in Crete, Titus was sent to Dalmatia to shepherd a church on the coast of the Adriatic Sea. And we can gather that from 2 Timothy 4. So outside of these small details, we don't know much about Titus except what we pick up in this three-chapter letter which bears his name. The letter was written to Titus, one of Paul's protégés, because he had been sent by Paul to pastor the church on an island called Crete. Unless geography is fresh in your mind, you probably don't recall anything about Crete. Thankfully, history has a lot to say about this island in the Mediterranean Sea. If there was ever a tough place to run a church, it was Crete. In Greek mythology, Crete was the alleged birthplace of Zeus and the hometown of the Minotaur, which is a half-man, half-bull monster. Look some pictures up and see for yourself. In America, we're accustomed to a culture that has uh, at least been previously influenced by Christian values. But this was not so in Crete. Greek and Roman paganism, or idolatry, was the only religion that had made an impact on the island up until this point. And speaking of Rome, the Cretans, like most people of their day, were loyal to the emperor of Rome and viewed him as a god on earth. For Paul to plant a church in such a cultural climate was a huge breakthrough. It took a breakthrough that only God could provide. In fact, when the church was born and the Holy Spirit was given, some Cretans were away from their hometown and in attendance. You see that in Acts 2.10 where Cretans are mentioned to be there on the day of Pentecost. But since this, 
Cretan church had its magnificent beginning, things began to decay. The island people needed another work of God, and Paul determined that Titus was the man for the job. If you're anything like me, you may be wondering, why on earth was Titus sent to such a rough town? Uh, wasn't there some other place that would be more receptive of the Christian message? Couldn't Titus have moved his church to a town where the people were nice? But these are foolish questions if we really examine them. For one, there are always challenges in ministry, no matter which city, people group, or time period. And two, towns like Crete are the places that need Jesus the most. Now, the problem with the Cretan church is that it was being influenced by the culture when it should have been the other way around. Titus must have given Paul a report about this situation. So Paul responds with a Holy Spirit-inspired letter that addresses the Cretan church's specific problems. And in his infinite wisdom, God provided this letter to the right church at the right time. And now, as Titus is armed with this letter, he could address the church with authority. As he read and explained it to his congregation, it was as if God himself was weighing in on the issues through the pen of Paul. All the while, God knew that we would have this in our, letter, in our Bibles today. And so there are many points of application for us. The main topics of the letter are made clear across the three chapters and 659 Greek words. Sound doctrine is mentioned five times. God the Father and the Son are called Savior six times. And the concept of works, both good and bad, are brought up three times. So as you study the book of Titus and as you listen to these recordings, let God study you to see if there is anything out of order in your life for him to straighten out.